September 4th, 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 8 through 16. I, Paul, am no longer sorry that I sent that letter to you, Corinthians, though I was sorry for a time, for I know that it was painful to you for a little while. Now I am glad I sent it, not because it hurt you, but because the pain caused you to have remorse and change your ways. It was the kind of sorrow God wants His people to have. So you were not harmed by us in any way. For God can use sorrow in our lives to help us turn away from sin and seek salvation. We will never regret that kind of sorrow. But sorrow without repentance is the kind that results in death. Just see what this godly sorrow produced in you. Such earnestness, such concern to clear yourselves, such indignation, such alarm, such longing to see me, such zeal, and such a readiness to punish the wrongdoer. You showed that you have done everything you could to make things right. My purpose was not to write about who did the wrong or who was wronged. I wrote to you so that in the sight of God you could show how much you really do care for us. We have been encouraged by this. In addition to our own encouragement, we were especially delighted to see how happy Titus was at the way you welcomed him and set his mind at ease. I had told him how proud I was of you, and you didn't disappoint me. I have always told you the truth, and now my boasting to Titus has also proved true. Now he cares for you more than ever when he remembers the way you listened to him and welcomed him with such respect and deep concern. I am very happy now because I have complete confidence in you. The Road to Integrity Only God's Spirit can create integrity within us, but everything in the world can rob us of it. People and situations will intentionally and unintentionally corrupt and compromise our integrity. We aren't born with a heart of integrity, and if we want it, we have to fight for it. If we want to fight for deep-rooted integrity, it means that we must intimately know, understand, and love God's truth. It's this truth that develops wisdom in our lives and helps us discern and put into practice the standards and boundaries that form a heart of integrity. To fight also means to surround ourselves with people who are always watching and holding us accountable. Sins multiply in silence and seem smaller with a lack of accountability. We are much more likely to continue to compromise when no one cares that we are doing it or will not find out. Accountability is hard, and is a key ingredient to taking responsibility for our actions and words. Fighting for integrity will grow our capacity to face and change the obstacles that continually force us to compromise God's truth. It makes it a little easier to not over-promise things, change jobs, or find a different circle of friends. Fighting doesn't mean we will ever be perfect. We all fall down. We all make mistakes, 
No matter how much integrity we have, we will never be perfect. This is especially true in times of fear, disaster, and chaos when the temptation is even greater to make a wrong choice. The key is to take responsibility for your actions and own up to our mistakes. Having a heart of integrity helps us recognize mistakes and reach out for God's grace and forgiveness. Integrity is not something that you either have or don't have. It's a lifestyle that we must intentionally strive for. Be intentional about striving for God's truth and wisdom. Fighting against everything that tries to distract and rob us of integrity. Determined to run hard after the things that matter. Compromising our integrity. Choosing anything but God's truth leads us to compromise our integrity. It doesn't matter how small the compromise is, it still wounds our heart of integrity. Here's the problem. Compromise leads to justification, and justification leads to confusion. What was black and white blurs to gray, and we justify why God's truth doesn't need to be our guide in every situation. Our words are one of the easiest things to compromise. With our words, we exaggerate the truth, gossip, tell white lies, and overpromise. And then the justifications start. A white lie isn't really a lie, right? And besides, it's better than hurting someone's feelings. What's the big deal if no one is getting hurt? White and black is turning to gray. We can also compromise our actions. We take something small without permission, don't clock out for lunch, or take credit for something that we didn't do. Then we start to justify, and we didn't get as much credit as we deserved last time, so it's okay. They won't notice one being gone. They can afford it. Black and white is turning to gray. With every excuse, compromise, and justification, God's truth is distorted and its position in our life adjusted. God looks at our heart, not the size of the compromise. There are no gray areas in His truth that is black and white. Compromise can seem easier in the moment, but God's truth is really what brings life. When our words and actions line up with what we believe or say we believe, we spend less time and energy questioning ourselves and worrying if others will find out. Compromise and justification cloud the truth of God's desire for your life. Choose truth, even when it's inconvenient and hard. Psalm 48, verses 1 through 14. How great is the Lord, and how much we should praise Him in the city of our God, which is on His holy mountain. It is magnificent in elevation. The whole earth rejoices to see it. 
Mount Zion, the holy mountain, is the city of the great king. God himself is in Jerusalem's towers. He reveals himself as her defender. The kings of the earth joined forces and advanced against the city. But when they saw it, they were stunned, they were terrified, and ran away. They were gripped with terror, like a woman writhing in the pain of childbirth, or like the mighty ships of Tarshish being shattered by a powerful east wind. We had heard of the city's glory, but now we have seen it ourselves. The city of the Lord Almighty, it is the city of our God. He will make it safe forever. O oh God, we meditate on your unfailing love as we worship in your temple, as your name deserves, O oh God. You will be praised to the ends of the earth. Your strong right hand is filled with victory. Let the people on Mount Zion rejoice. Let the towns of Judah be glad, for your judgments are just. Go inspect the city of Jerusalem. Walk around and count the many towers. Take note of the fortified walls and tour all the citadels, that you may describe them to future generations. For that is what God is like. He is our God forever and ever and He will be our guide until we die. Proverbs 22, verses 17 through 19. Listen to the words of the wise. Apply your heart to my instruction, for it is good to keep these sayings deep within yourself, always ready on your lips. I am teaching you today, yes, you, so you will trust in the Lord. 